Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Iowa Right to Life, the largest plural life organization in Iowa who works to protect life from fertilization and natural death. Go check out their website at iowartl.org. That's iowartl.org. This is Shane Vanderhart, and in studio I have Tim Overland with Personhood Iowa. Hello. Who's who's quickly becoming the largest pro-life organization. We're we're on, yes, we're on an upward path. What what is it? We're the fastest growing. You're the fastest growing (laughs) pro-life organization in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we got Kelvy Vanderhart, my daughter. So. Hey, uh, anyway, this is great to have you guys in studio. I, I love having the studio kind of packed. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Um, that way it's not just me talking. Uh, of course, when we have interview guests, then we got you know other people talking right. too. But So it's been a fascinating week. Uh, we, we, have, we have a new governor, which we talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later in the third segment. Um, I am Mrs. finally... Mrs. Governor. Mrs. Governor. And her first stud. Or whatever she called it. I think that's the official the first title right there. I think that's what <laughs> she said. One. Okay. The first stud. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, right, Kevin? I think so. Kevin Reynolds, the Hopefully first stud of Hopefully that translates Iowa. to the presidency, too. <laughs> first female right. president, first stud. Yes. Nice, nice. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Yeah, I'm, I've I felt like I've been more awake this week. Uh, over the weekend, I got to try out a new CPAP machine. Oh. New I, to me. Yes. Uh, well, I'm hoping, hoping totally new to me. Who So At least certain parts are new, I yeah, hope. Yeah. After struggling with uh, sleep apnea for probably, I don't know, a couple of years, uh, it, it was amazing because um, I can actually read without feeling like I'm going to nod off. I was having a hard time. I mean, it was really starting to impact yeah. just day-to-day things well, like you work reading. on computers and stuff, yeah. so that's got to be tough. It's so Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm not in a fog anymore. It's nice. wonderful. Yeah. The new and improved Shane Vanderhart. Exactly. And I don't need as much caffeine. <gasps> you know, this is still caffeinated. The name. What will happen it's to not the gonna, caffeinated thoughts? It will not be decaffeinated thoughts. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that. No decaffeinated thoughts so, allowed. Not as yeah. much decaffeinated. Not as much, <laughs> not as much caffeinated thoughts. So. <laughs> Anyway, we have a we have a special guest on the line, uh, Star Parker. She's the founder of Cure Center for Urban Renewal and Education in Washington D.C. She's a nationally syndicated columnist, best-selling author, and pro-life advocate uh, with a heart for pregnancy centers. She's actually going to be coming to Iowa, um, speaking for the Hope for Life Pregnancy Center. It's a newly organized pregnancy center that's opening in Charles County, Iowa. The, um, she's going to their banquet that's going to be on Sunday, June 11th at 7 p.m. at the Youth Enrichment Center at the Floyd, Floyd County Fairgrounds. Um, and I have an address, too, but just It's in Charles f- City. It's in Charles City, Floyd County Fairgrounds Youth Enrichment Center. That's you can Google it. An incredible get by a startup mm-hmm. um, uh, pregnancy center. I, I, I met Star uh, last year in Cleveland at a, a pro-personhood orga- uh, a, a get, uh, event, and... Uh, they're really, really blessed to have you coming, Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so welcome to Caffeinate Thoughts Radio, Star. Um, Thank you. I'm so looking forward to coming, too. And you mentioned it's a startup. That warms my heart uh, that I'm going to be helping them launch their first banquet. This is the most important work in the country, if not in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's my Absolutely. honor to come back into Iowa uh, to do this banquet. 
Yeah, we we and Iowa, we've been able to celebrate the closure of uh, 20 Planned Parenthoods mm-hmm. since yeah, 2010. Four more recently. And mm-hmm. and, none, oh, and none, none of that's been as a result of legislation or anything like that. I think it's the good work of of pregnancy centers like mm-hmm. um, like the one you're going to be speaking at for Ho- uh, Hope right. for Life Pregnancy Center. So uh, yeah. they've been doing Just some, run them out of business. Just, yeah, you know, absolutely. This is the first time that our country has been faced with a crime against humanity. It's not the first. And so you have various players. Yeah, legislatively, we've got to get things mm-hmm. done, and so therefore we need um, people that will help do that. But we also need the Harriet Tubman pulling them out one by one, and that's our our pregnancy care centers. They're going after them one by one and just letting them know uh, how much God loves them and loves that, the fruit of their womb. So this mm-hmm. is all, all parts are necessary, but this is an amazing one um, to, to be able to, um, uh, to just be there. I remember... You know, and I talk about, and I will talk about that evening, my testimony. I remember going into those so-called state legal rare clinics uh, and just the, the, the misery there, the destruction there, the death there. Uh, it wasn't until after the fourth time I went into one of their so-called state legal rare abortion clinics mm-hmm. that I just had a gut instinct way down deep inside that there must be something wrong with killing your offspring. I mean, you know, you, all of us you hear in our regular secular society say, oh, no, go ahead, there's no medical, there's no moral, there's no mental implications to abortion. Yeah, but it feeds into this narrative that mm-hmm. we have no control of ourselves, that we're a bunch of victims, mm-hmm. and so you end up right. out of control. And it wasn't until a Christian conversion that I was able to change my life. And that's what people hear when they go into our pregnancy care centers. They hear about how much God loves them, and therefore they do have options. Mm-hmm. And therefore the women can start thinking more soberly, and many will keep their children, many will uh, adopt out their children and put their child in a loving home. So this is fascinating. I'm just excited. <laughs> well, we just, you know, Planned Parenthood talks a lot about how they provide other services other than <laughs> uh, other than abortion services. And, and we just recently uh, shared a video on Caffeinated mm-hmm. Thoughts about, uh, I think it was originally from uh, live action. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, these women calling in, and a couple were actually uh, two clinics in Iowa, one in Cedar Rapids, another mm-hmm. one in Council of Bluffs. They're saying, well, what about abortion ser- or adoption, adoption services? Well, we don't offer that. We don't um, do that. Yeah, yeah we don't do that. Oh, well, can you refer- can you provide a referral? Well, you have to Google that. Google it. No, we don't want that. No, we want your baby's body parts yeah. so we can sell them off for profit. As right. if no, we want an, you to direct. <laughs> as if an actual medical clinic would tell somebody to Google something. Right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> so, good point, Kelvin. But you know, I think that um, the the hope and healing that our centers provide uh, is what those mm-hmm. that will come this e- this evening on June eleventh will hear about. They'll see the decent people from quiet communities doing the most amazing work in their local area to make sure that. Uh, they do their part. Abortion may be legal, but it's not lawful in God's eyes. Right. So we mm-hmm. have a part to play, and that um, the, the centers and their banquets expose the part we play there. It's underappreciated, and I will talk about uh, that evening, how it connects to many of the other social ills that we have, abortion. Because when you feed into this narrative that you're a bunch of victims, you don't have any choices, then you can become sensitized to that. And the next thing you know, you're still sexual, you're not married, and then you're having children, and the damage that's being done uh, because of the, the, uh, the, the, our marriage having collapsed, basically, uh, as a result of abortion, uh, is everywhere. It's not just with women, it's not just with men, it's in mm-hmm. our society. And we're seeing even the impact here in Washington, D.C., on our entitlement programs. Everything that abortion touches, it destroys, as Father Pavone said in one of his books. So, um, so this is the reality. 
personhood. I heard that uh, this is the reality. We've mm-hmm. got to identify the personhood so that Americans will then have to say, are you sure you want to kill people? Um, as long as we allow for Planned Parenthood and others to define uh, the terms, then we are not going to get mm-hmm. ahead with the American people to say, uh, we don't like this idea. It makes us very uncomfortable. Uh, we don't want it to escalate to the point where the last time we had this crime against humanity was slavery got. We want to end it uh, successfully by getting them out one at a time and by working through the legal process to defund Planned Parenthood and then to get a Supreme Court decision that's consistent with our founding and with the Bible. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're listening to Caffeine Thoughts Radio and online. We have Star Parker, who's the founder of Cure. is going to be speaking at Charles City on behalf of a new pregnancy center there on June 11th. Uh, Star, I just uh, wanted to, you know, basically there's a lot of excuses that pro-choice people give as far as abortion. They'll cite, it's just a blob of tissue. They'll say, um, what about the women's privacy? Uh, they'll, they'll say things like that, but ultimately the, the, the question of abortion boils down to one fundamental, or the debate of abortion boils down to one fundamental question, and that is when does life begin? Mm-hmm. Right. Because, frankly, if life begins at conception, which mm-hmm. we believe it does, there's no, there's no excuse in the world that you can give that would justify right. it. Um, however, then if it doesn't begin at conception, then obviously then the opposite is true. Yeah. But, so I, I wanted to ask you um, if you'd be able to just give a defense for personhood. Just, you know, say you meet me in an elevator. Do you have an elevator speech for to defend life or no? Or am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> Well, we are talking about humanity. No, this is not on the spot. There is okay. a 30 second elevator speech. They're human or not. And we know with all the scientific advances now mm-hmm. that Planned Parenthood and the rest of them have to go back into the uh, into their war rooms and to the drawing board to explain to the American people why um, th- their eyes are telling them a lie uh, if they see that these are body parts. If they see now and we able to get into the womb through our ultrasound machines, that this is life, that it has a defined DNA. Uh, it's not hard to define personhood. It's a person. All right. <laughs> when this Amen. baby is alive, it's going to become an active, viable adult, Lord willing. I mean, my goodness, we lose enough prior, um, beyond uh, that are out of the woman because of other things. We don't want that. You want to give them the opportunity mm-hmm. to live. And once they live, then we have choices that we make as, as, as adults. That child will be an adult if we do not interject ourselves as a society. And we're all complicit when you start thinking about the kind Mm -hmm. of money that is being taken from a taxpayer and put into the coffers of people that are killing off human beings, persons. Right. Hey, Star, um, you said something, and I want to tie into something you said, and I've heard your story, um, but I want to tie something that you said into some current news and and a meeting I was at this week. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. had uh, a record number... I think we're on pace of a record number of murders in uh, in Des Moines, in the Des Moines mm-hmm. area this year. And yeah. I was the the most recent one was outside of a church mm-hmm. and not in a particularly rough neighborhood. No. Um, no. It, it, but uh, um, that it's, this is a church that reaches into some of those neighborhoods. Now, you know, I, I was at this meeting this week and, and people were uh, lamenting, you know, the, this loss of life as we should. But a lot of those same politicians were the ones that I've seen stand up at the, at the courthouse uh, or at the Capitol and, and, uh, you know, uh, argue passionately to continue mm-hmm. the taking of innocent life. And, and I believe, and, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, but I believe that if we, um, we can't, we, we legally in the state of Iowa kill 13 babies a day. Mm-hmm. And you know we teach in the schools that we're just higher evolved animals, and 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 I don't know how, 
you know, they can, they can stand there and say, well, raising the minimum wage is going to stop this stuff when they're, you know, uh, uh, the other days of the week, they're out there arguing that we need to continue to kill babies. So it all, it all connects back to the, the killing of innocent life, because when you lose sight of the moral morality issues, when you lose sight of this as human being and you separate yourself, it is damaging in other areas. As I said, when people become sexually out of control outside of marriage, marriage collapses. Abortion has become basically an entitlement. This is, this is an extension of this welfare mm-hmm. thought that my problems are somebody else's fault and therefore I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. to. And so we take out that natural consequence of, 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 of what happens when you have sexual activity outside of marriage. So marriage has collapsed. I'll give the numbers that evening, but I'll just share with you a couple of them right now. And when you think about a society that did in the 70s, 75% of the population was married, and that number is now down uh, to 45%, mm-hmm. we start seeing wow. all of these other tragedies. Because I'll tell you, data is clear. Bookshelves are sagging with data that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that unmarried men are promiscuous men. Mm-hmm. And promiscuous men produce unproductive men. This is what's happening in all of our hard pockets around the country. These children being raised in single-headed households, the first lesson they learn is commitment is not important. So they become unproductive, and unproductive men are dangerous men. Seventy percent of these young men that are in our criminal justice system come from single-headed households. Ninety-five percent of the men that are in our in our uh, prison system have no relationship with their dad. That's the reason that you're seeing these types of crimes mm-hmm. out of control and escalating murder. It's because people have lost sight of vision. They don't even know who they are anymore because we've lied to them that they're worthless mm-hmm. and that their mom had the ability to kill them if she wanted to. When you started it with that kind of psyche and mentality, of course you can get very lost. And now record numbers are getting lost, and they've been taking out their pain on their neighbors and murdering them down. So those politicians that would dare to stand up and say, oh, this is so tragic, need to understand how tragic things are in that world. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you tied that. We, you know, this is always called a women's issue, and, and I mm-hmm. thorough, thoroughly believe that we as men need to look in the mirror uh, and lead the church, lead our families, and, and stop being, you know, boys that shave. So I'm glad you, yeah. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> no, women's, the women's part is women wait. Men work. Then we'll solve all these problems overnight. Just wait. But yeah. we can't wait. The women aren't waiting because of abortion. The women aren't waiting because they figure, well, the men don't have to marry us anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have excuses. We can yeah. excuse ourselves into uh, not the reality of what makes family work. You know, the, the proper cells don't, don't remove these ancient landmarks because they're important. It's important to have structure. Uh, every single discipline we know has rules to govern that discipline, whether it's music or math, whether it's uh, science or or engineer, we have rules to govern those disciplines. But when it comes to life, oh, we can figure that out on our own. We can do whatever we want to, and that's why we have these tragedies. We have a lot of people now who have, well, the postal board work is the most important work that the centers are doing. This is why we have to have the endowments from the community to help the pregnancy care centers so that they will be able to not just um, rescue that baby, but rescue that mom and rescue that family through parenting classes and through and and, and to be there for those that are, that made a mistake and they mm-hmm. and they got talked into abortion or they talked themselves into abortion and now they have a whole lot of pain in their life as a result. We gotta get the, the, our society healed up because our Amen. society is based on individual people who we've allowed to go into these abortion clinics. Sixty-eight million dead in forty-four years should give us all great pause. Amen. We Amen. should be stunned, but. Yep. We're not. 
And start, I just wanted to ask you, because, you know, this does get seen as a women's issue, and we get told, you know, why would you let men in D.C. take away your health care, which is one of the dumbest arguments I think I've ever heard. But what would you tell, um, in 30-second thir- elevator speech, what would you tell a young woman who says, don't take away my health care, you know, don't, don't close Planned Parenthood because that's where I, you know, that's where I need to go? Well, we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood is not in the healthcare business. Planned Parenthood is in the abortion business. And we could remind them that the reason men are involved is because men produce women. Men mm-hmm. produce women. You cannot have a child without a man involved mm-hmm. and a woman involved. So therefore, when a man is involved in his marriage, he's going to produce a little girl. This is a, this is absurd. I don't even know why we try to answer the left. They're, 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 what we Amen. have to do is have discussion with people just that are, that are confused in this and tell the truth. And personhood is one place to tell that truth. It's to say, wait, is it a human or not? If it's not, then okay. Then what are we even discussing? If it's human, you don't have the right to kill it. Hey, be sure to check Star out. Go to the... Uh, Sign up for that uh, Hope for Pregnancy pre- banquet. Uh, Join me. I'll be there. Yep. June 11th. This is Caffeine Thoughts Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Brian Myers of Myers & Associates. If you're involved in maintenance at a manufacturing plant, you know how costly it can be when a machine goes down. And if the reason that machine went down is because the electronic controls on it failed, it can really be problematic if those electronics are obsolete. Well, not to worry. We represent Providence Industrial Electronics Repair, and they can get your machine up and running in no time. They repair boards, drives, servo motors, light curtains, you name it. So if you need industrial electronics repaired at your plant, or if you have other industrial maintenance needs, give me a call at 515-490-2640. That's Myers & Associates, 515-490-2640. Myers and Associates, keeping your operations running. And welcome back to Caffeinate Thoughts Radio. Caffeinate Thoughts Radio is only possible through the generosity of our sponsors. Be sure to check out Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. Call Travis at 515-883-0029, and he can help you find the life insurance you need, need, as well as Caffeine Thoughts Radio, sponsored by Crosswalk Ministries with Scott Owen, who offers biblical counseling and conciliation. Contact him at 515-635-5465 or go to crosswalkcounseling.org. On the line, we have a very special guest, but I have to admit that all of our guests are special. Thank <laughs> yes. you. So, uh, Even the guest hosts? Even the guest hosts. <laughs> awesome. Especially. Even Ron. Ron is special, too. We need more Ron. <laughs> more Ron. More Ron. <laughs> uh, but J.D. Rucker's on the line with us. He's the co-founder of the Federalist Party. Welcome to Caffeine Thoughts Radio, J.D. Thanks for having me. I feel special. <laughs> yeah. As well you Good. should. As well you should. So, J.D., what... Okay, first, my first question is, what kind of a person starts a political party? First, just tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> That's two questions. Uh, what kind of person starts a political party? One who's uh, either, you know, criteria one, either sick and tired of everything and uh, really wanting to do something about it, or just somebody who's absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm hoping for the former, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. over time. Uh, as far as who I am, I'm... You know, I'm an American. I'm a business owner. I 
Uh, I've been a lifelong Republican for as long as I can remember. And uh, over the last few years, I've just started realizing that the Republican Party is not what it once was. And there doesn't seem to be a way to get it back to that, get it back to to the fundamentals. And so that's the whole reason we, we started looking into the possibility of looking at third parties, helping someone else out, you know, working to, to try to fix it from within, such as with the Tea Party. We've looked at all of those things, and we came to the conclusion late last year that the best path forward was to start fresh, was to, to start a very uh, focused party, one that, that can cut through, hopefully, cut through the, the bull, avoid the corruption, and try to do much better, not just in D.C., but, but in state capitals, and most importantly, at the local level and the individual level. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back? <laughs> it's hard to identify because it's possible. I would say that the chances are very likely that, that this particular camel had been walking around with a broken back for a while and just, just <laughs> ignoring it. So, finally fell over. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. finally the, the pain just, just got to be too much. Uh, there were several straws, you know, obviously... And to be very clear, one of those straws I think needs to be noted was not Donald Trump. Okay. You know, people mm-hmm. ask all the time, "Is this a is this an anti Donald Trump, you know, party?" Is it, no? Okay. The, before Donald Trump was even a candidate, the GOP was showing signs of marching left. They mm-hmm. were they continuously make make promises, and they're mm-hmm. they are the boldest party in the world when they know that it's not going to happen. You know, we're seeing this with the uh, AHCA, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they can pass a, a bill that repeals Obamacare, and they are fully willing to do that as long as they, they know for sure that the president in office isn't going to sign it. When they get a president who, who may very well sign it, that's when all of a sudden, wait, wait hold on. Whoa, now, wait, we, we, we got we to we fix it. We can't, we can't just repeal it mm-hmm. anymore. You know, that's, that's, that's crazy talk. Let's, let's try to figure out how to, how to tweak it and rebrand it. We'll, we'll call it the... Uh, Trump care, or Ryan care, or whatever. Yeah, Rhino the, care. <laughs> Rhino care. This is this is no longer. Um, you know, I can't. I can't identify a straw. I can just tell you that there's been a lot of straws put on our backs, and when our back broke, a lot of us just didn't even realize it. Hey, uh, JD, this is Tim. Uh, question for you, and, and uh, you know, I've been sure. kind of keeping an eye on on you, like I said, probably since may or so of that last sounds year a creepy yeah <laughs> well i know but you know with social media that's the what guy. it's there for you know when when i've shared some of your stuff and, and and i'm sure you've been asked this question and you even mentioned some other parties what what uh what were can you talk through some of the things that you went through that you know why not the constitutional party because i think a lot of people look at that and say hey that's what we should be doing or um sure. can you walk through sort of that thought process of why you had to start something brand new or you felt you needed to start something brand new as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, like in Iowa here, we now have the Libertarian Party has full mm-hmm. ballot access. Why not that sure. type of move? Yeah, so, so um, <clears throat> and I don't want to go through each individually. Sure. Um, we'll yeah. talk about those two. But let me state first, you know, up front that we looked at a lot of parties. Um, I mean, we were, we went through and we examined Anybody. The, the last, the last thing that we wanted to do was start from scratch because, guys, this is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this takes time, money, effort. 
it takes it takes you you have people attacking from every angle. Why not just take something like the Constitution Party that's been around for a quarter century? And therein lies the answer. The Constitution Party has been around for a quarter century. Mm-hmm. You know, I love those people. Okay, I, I really do. I've spoken to to many of them, uh, many of many of our current members, many of the people that are that are getting into leadership um, have been in leadership within the Constitution Party. It, it came down for them. It came down to a matter of strategy. You know, there was this there's this mentality of. You know, let's get put all of our time, money, and effort into getting a presidential candidate who's going to hopefully this year he'll break. You know, this this is our our year to break two hundred thousand votes or something. <laughs> you know, that type of strategy when 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 you have school board races and mayors and city councils and county assessors and and even governorships that are right for the taking that can be mm-hmm. won by a third party. Why would you put all of your eggs into a basket that you know with 100% certainty you will not win. That's a and good point. That, that shift is, that, again, that's, they're there, and I, again, I, I love those people. I've, many of them are, you know, we, we hope to someday merge with them. I would love to, love to, for them to uh, merge with us at some point, but mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. Um, they've gotten used to making statements rather than making impact. And that was that's not a winning strategy. Now, as far as the Libertarian Party, uh, I think that their their concepts of freedom are very strong. You know, and we agree with a good chunk of what they're doing, but they too they too put too much emphasis on on presidential elections, and, and they're starting to come around to some of the local elections, which is mm-hmm. good. You know, uh, but it's it's still not a focus. Going to say here, but there's not- another issue. Oh, go ahead. Uh, here in Iowa, I mean, now they got ballot access. I mean, we're gonna we've we've seen before. Uh, several state legislative candidates, and we've seen uh, gubernatorial candidates. Um, so, and now they have ballot access. I think they have, you know, the ability to make even more inroads. I think it was a gubernatorial mm-hmm. candidate that got them that access, right? Because they hit the threshold, whatever the two or three percent. Yeah. Um, that that makes it so now they have ballot wide access. So that'll be interesting at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it, when we look at them, you know, one of the our our core principles, our core, you know, call it our platform, because we, even though I think people expect the national platform to have, you know, 850 planks, um, ours starts off with three core planks. And when I say starts off, well, I can go into detail about that later, what I mean. But we believe in uh, limiting government, defending freedoms, and protecting life. And, you know, on the first two, I think we're, we're very much aligned with the uh, Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. On that last mm-hmm. portion, uh, protecting life, we are we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not aligned. And they're having a battle. And, uh, yeah, they're yeah. having an internal yeah. battle over that. Absolutely. You're listening. And it's not, they're not going to win. Just to be clear, it's, I, we've, I, we've looked at that too. There's going to be internal battles for a long time. They will never go. And again, I'm not predicting. I'm just trying to, to say, you know, my opinion based on the people I've talked to. They, they may at some point come to where life is a non-issue, but they're never going to go all the way to to the side of being becoming, you know, the Libertarian Party is pro-life. They would, they would never go that far. And here's the thing: this is not an issue where you can say, "Oh, it's a non-issue," or "We're not going to take a uh, a stance on that." Guys, this is life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. There's, Number there one liberty issue. You, <laughs> there are certain things that that you don't ignore. <clears throat> and when you we're talking about the GOP, that's first and foremost. That's that's the biggest thing I think that the GOP has ignored. You know, they again mm-hmm. they'll t- they'll talk tough. They'll They'll run on life, right. but 
you know, I mean, we, we still have Planned Parenthood getting funded. Don't throw, don't give me this, well, you know, the new budget, you're singing my okay. tune, JD. Uh, well, I haven't seen anything. I, I I read through the Health and Human mm-hmm. Services budget. And I saw no notation in there that Planned Parenthood or any abortion provider wouldn't be funded. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the president with competitive grants, they could he could just order his his folks to. You're just not gonna, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna approve a grant re- proposal from an abortion provider. Period. Um, sure. we don't even rest necessarily need congressional action for that. But, uh, anyway, um, you're listening to Caffeine Thoughts Radio and on the line, we've got JD Rucker of the Federalist Party. So why the Federalist Party? Why, how'd you come up with the name? That's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> I was very much against it. <laughs> I'll be, interesting. I'll be very clear. Not because, not because I was against the concept of federalism. I'm a hundred percent for it. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Small government federalism. Let's be clear about yeah. that. But my fear was that the name is, there was too much of a knowledge gap, that it yeah. was going to be too hard. You know, it's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, in our world, we know that you don't drive in the driveway and you don't park on the parkway, you know, unless you're out here in Southern California. Um, <laughs> you sometimes do park in the parkway, you know, but, but it's hard for the average American. If you were to go and do one of those uh, videos where you go walk along the boardwalk and ask people, you know, um, difference between federalism and statism. Okay, most people will be, uh, I think if they, I don't know if it's most, a lot of people would not really truly understand the difference or they would mm-hmm. get the difference wrong, you know, because federalism is for less federal control. Statism is for more <laughs> federal control, and that kind of confused people, I think, a lot of times. So I was against the name initially. So we came up with eight possible names, and after we got, you know, essentially big enough to to have a a uh, proper poll, a proper survey of our members, we did. And we asked them, you know, here's, here are eight names. I, I went and bought all the domains for them and you know, made the, the case to put up pros and cons, tried to make it as unbiased as possible, not to insert my, my will, just leave it to the, to the people. And it wasn't even close, okay? It was, um, the, the final tally was 73% in favor of Federalist Party, wow. uh, with the other seven combined accounting for 27%. Now, either I picked seven horrible names, <laughs> uh, which I don't think I did. I think I think a couple of them were pretty bad. They were recommended to us. Uh, but a couple of them, I thought, were, were awesome. Would have been great Any names. Any examples? Yeah, yeah, 73%. Yeah, yeah what, what would have been runner-up? Do you remember? I don't. I um, voted in that poll, and I can't quick. remember now either. I, I don't recall which one it was. Um, I'll, I'll need to go back, but that was back, you know, it's funny because I had it set for email because I thought, you know, we're, we've got at that point, we were at 3,000. I thought, yeah, okay, so yeah, I'll get a couple hundred emails to, to reply to. Oh, it was a huge mistake. I did the email because I wanted to make sure there was no ballot stuff. I wanted to have, you know, be able to look, look in there, see what IP address it was sent from, make sure that nobody was, was sending multiple emails and all this stuff. Right. And it took me weeks. It took me weeks. I think there's still probably, probably a few hundred votes that, just didn't get tallied at the end because because the, it was first and foremost it was clear, but second it was just so. Tight. Oh, dis- you disenfranchised them, JD. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we just have a couple minutes. I have admitted that. Yeah, we, have, we we have a couple minutes left. Um, first of all, where can people learn more, and where are you targeting first, as far as uh, a, a okay, race? So, oh, great question. I, I get on these interviews all the time. Nobody's ever asked me that. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. They can find us at 
<laughs> nice work. They can find us at thefederalsparty.org, thefederalsparty.org. Uh, that's the that's our website. And they can go text five uh, Federalists to 53445 or on Twitter at USA, or then go to our Facebook page at federalists.party. And both the Twitter and the Facebook are plural, unfortunately. Uh, but they're there, and that's that's where we, we have our home. As far as where we're targeting, we are we're looking at a handful of races right now that are very promising, and it will be based on groundswell. Are we able to get enough groundswell? Will we get the money necessary? And what is the competition level? Can we win those races? Because we're very clear, we will not run in any race that we don't believe we can win. So um, one of them one of them is in Iowa. As a matter of fact, it's a yeah. it's a smaller race. Okay, um, we'll yeah, have to have you back there. on. Well, yeah. We can probably contact yeah, one of your former guest hosts, Joel Curtinitis, and ask him about this. That's very true. I think he he might know a little bit about you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, very, very true. We've also got Michigan, Utah, and Florida are the places we're targeting first. Well, hey, J.D., thanks so much. Hey, if you missed the interview, go to CaffeinatedThoughts.com. Check out our archives. We have all the podcasts up. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Brian Myers. When I needed a better life insurance plan, I found it with Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. When I first met Travis, he wasn't like some other life insurance agents that can be pushy and try to get you to buy something. Travis just made himself available to me. That was it. He told me to let him know if and when I needed anything, and he stayed in touch. When the day came and I did need to make some changes with my life insurance, Travis met with me and walked me through several options so I could make an informed decision. Ultimately, it was the best decision for my situation. So if you need a better or the best life insurance plan for you, call my friend Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. His number is 515-883-0029. Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. He can help you find the life insurance you need. Call him at 515-883-0029. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is sponsored in part by American Principles Project, a conservative political think tank in Washington, D.C., APP believes that human dignity should be at the heart of public policy. They work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, authentic authentic economic progress for working Americans, and a return to constitutional principles such as federalism. Want to help APP? Visit their website today, AmericanPrincipalsProject.org. That's AmericanPrincipals, P-L-E-S, project.org sign up for their email updates and send a small donation their way help them out they're a great group hey this is our uh, third segment so we're just got a, a news rundown but calvi's got something she wanted to share that turning point does that i think is if you have students I, i'm going to say mo- I, i'm going to go out on a limb here and think say most of our listeners are probably uh, have more gray hair <laughs> So if you have college students or people, if you are high school seniors or high school juniors and you're looking at colleges, this is a great resource um, Mm -hmm. to know what professors to avoid. Absolutely. 
So as you read through the news, you probably pick up on, oh, this campus did this, or this professor pushed this radical liberal agenda, but you're probably not seeing everything out there. So Turning Point USA created a project called the Professor Watchlist, which has uh, is targeted by a lot of uh, liberal media and a lot of liberal professors right now. But basically, it's an aggregated list of all the news sources you're seeing. We don't publish things uh, without a credible news source having picked up on it before. Um, but we discuss liberal, you know, liberals push radical agendas on college campuses. Um, one new addition that I actually wrote about a couple weeks ago was Professor Tommy Curry. He's a professor at Texas A&M, um, and he decided that violence against white people or killing white people was appropriate in the right context. So that's what he's <laughs> been talking about um, in his college classrooms, and so we decided to publicize that and make that well-known. That's what we've been doing Public for a lot of people. Public education dollars, well spent. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to that context, actually. Absolutely. want to avoid that context. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's one, there's only one Iowa professor I was able to find. Which is surprising. It's probably only because Professor Watchlist is a newer organization, okay. because the University of Iowa causes a lot of problems, but so yes. So, if you have stories about Iowa professors, <laughs> you, Send can, them my way. you yes. can go to uh, the, the URL for that's professorwatchlist.org, and they have a, they do have a submission tab. That you can you can uh, mm -hmm. give them a, send them a tip their way, and this isn't just for people that are like mean to me and give me a bad grade, right? No, no. We have when you come in to leave a tip, we have a source where you can put a URL, and we prefer if it's already been picked up by a credible news source. However, you can also like leave thoughts dot com. <laughs> like caffeinatedthoughts.com. We also appreciate it. Um, if you have evidence of things, like if a professor sent you an email saying you can't read your Bible in the classroom before the class has started, which we have a professor on here who that's why they're on there, um, or something like that. If you have an email, if you have video footage, you can upload that as well. Okay. And the, just if you're curious about who the Iowa professor is, Dr. Ellen Lewin, <laughs> she's a professor of anthropology at the University of Iowa. She's known for sending an email out to basically everybody at University mm -hmm. of Iowa. There's this math, this uh, email chain or whatnot, just bashing Republicans um, and using language that we can't say on the on the radio. Yeah, conservatives <laughs> at U of I had it's they called it a conservative coming out week, which I don't know if I would have titled it that, but she wasn't <laughs> particularly thrilled with that title and sent a very vulgar email. Uh, you know, it was trashing. a microaggression. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was no triggered. Stick poking going on there. <laughs> Anything else about that that we should know? Um, just send tips our way. If you see something on the news, if you see, you know, if you read a story and you can't believe that that happened in the classroom, we probably want to hear about it. So head to the URL um, and we would love we would love more tips to come in. And again, that's professorwatchlist.org. I should mention that Kelvi uh, writes for Turning Point News mm -hmm. as well as Caffeinated Thoughts. As well as Caffeinated Thoughts. But Turning Point News actually pays her. <laughs> um, Which I appreciate. I, I pay her in coffee. Well, but <laughs> you gave you help give her life, Shane. Th that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So hey, we have a new governor. Hallelujah. Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happened this week. <laughs> yeah, Brian's excited. Um, yeah, Governor Kim Reynolds uh, was sworn in after after Governor Branstad was. That happened really fast. It, it did like. happen fast. He Monday he was confirmed by the Senate, and then Wednesday he's. Uh, as ambassador to China, then Wednesday he resigns and immediately he takes the oath of office. I didn't realize he was going to, until I saw the email from the administration that he was going to do that like immediately. 
I thought, you're not going to fly to D.C. and do this with Trump or whatnot? So apparently not. He did it right in Iowa. And That's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, he's been governor of Iowa for, I would say, much 8, too long. Thousand I mean, and I think he told us 8,169 yes. days or something like that. Yeah, that's a lot. Term of limits are a good thing. Term limits are a good thing. Yeah, in his sixth term. And then uh, you know, Governor Kim Reynolds was, was sworn in and everybody was wondering, how was she going to handle this lieutenant governor controversy? We had Matt Whitaker on last week discussing this and we were like, we don't know what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to say... Well done, Governor yes. Reynolds. Yes. Well done. Uh, she, she basically this is a win-win. I think um, she, she appointed uh, uh, Adam Gregg, who is the state public defender, and ironically ran against Tom Miller yeah. <laughs> for Attorney General. Yeah. Obviously, they made they made that choice before um, uh, uh, Attorney General Miller made, offered his opinion flipped on or this. Flopped. Yeah, flip flopped. So even though it's still delicious irony, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, he's the lieutenant governor, but there's a catch. Um, he 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 maintains the title. He's ha- he will do the duties uh, within the office. Basically, it's kind of one of those things. Duties as assigned by governor, uh, because mm-hmm. it's kind of each person. It's a clean slate. There's no real official duties other than mm-hmm. y- you take over if something happens to the governor. So it's whatever the governor assigns. Uh, he's going to do that, uh, but he if something happens to Kim Reynolds before this term's up, um, he's not in the line of succession. It's right. going to be he's sta- acting. He's acting, so it'll be uh, state president or Senate president uh, Jack Whitfer who will be the next in line if something happens to Kim Reynolds. Now, of course, he's going to get some some experience. He's going to uh, unless he screws up royally, which I don't anticipate. <laughs> he'll probably Hopefully be her running mate. I'm assuming. Right. Uh, so, Name ID. So yeah, so then then you know obviously it's their elected. Then he'll be full fledged lieutenant governor. So uh, anyway, interesting. Take that, Tom Miller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there, and this was smart because I mean invariably there was going to probably be a lawsuit, and that's the last thing that she wants the administration get embroiled mm-hmm. within a lawsuit. And since considering this, nothing is likely to happen to her in the next few right. years. This is kind of like okay. Well, it's eighteen months, right? I mean, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, Shane, I think you're missing the bright spot of this whole story. Probably, Tom Miller actually found a copy of the Constitution of and Iowa read and read it. <laughs> Hallelujah! So, there's proof that he's at least seen parts of the Iowa Constitution. Yeah. So we do have some proof. Um, <laughs> Article four, at least, he's read. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, then we also had a, a terrorist attack in Manchester, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from CNN. Um, Manchester suicide bomber Salman uh, Abedi likely received some ISIS training in Syria in the months before the attack. They write, according to information gathered in pre- preliminary investigation, a U.S. official told CNN on Thursday. The U.S. believes ISIS, through that training, set the, st- uh, set the stage for the 22-year-old to carry out the deadly attack at the Manchester Arena on Monday night, which killed 22 people as they left the pop concert. Um, other members of Abedi's family are believed to have been radicalized as well, the official said. More details are emerging about the British-born killer who spent time in, in Libya before the attack and then transited through instant, inst, inst, Istanbul. Excuse me, get that out. Istanbul. This next one will be fun. And Dusseldorf. <laughs> Dusseldorf. It's, I can say that one. There you go. As police focus on tracking down his associates, and authorities have made multiple arrests, including the bomber's brother who was detained in Libya. 
And I just saw on my Apple News feed, I haven't had a chance to read the story yet, but uh, they're looking for a second bomb, apparently, in Manchester oh. as oh, wow. well. So uh, pray pray for the Brits and, and mm-hmm. uh, pray for the victims. It's very tragic. A lot of There are several children that died in this. And, mm-hmm. and anyway, um, you know, let's wake up. Uh, nobody, this could happen anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Caffeine Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. I don't have time for their drama. Have you ever said that? I'm Scott Owen with Crosswalk Ministries, and it's time to pause for peace. All too often, it is our busy lives that set us up for conflict. So when such obstructions hit, we have little time to do anything but react. Sadly, such reactions tend to complicate rather than correct the problem. This is why we encourage people to pause. P-A-U-S-E is a helpful acronym developed by Peacemaker Ministries designed to equip people to constructively pursue peace. The P stands for prepare. Self-defense training conditions the student to develop an action to counteract attack. Such preparedness protects the would-be victim from contributing to a vulnerable situation. In like fashion, times of conflict can be de-escalated by taking time to think before speaking. To read more about how you can be prepared for conflict, check out our website at crosswalkcounseling.org. Hey, we appreciate all of you listening. Please don't forget to check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, like us on Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> Be our friend. All the media. All the media. We got all the social media. Um, so you know we appreciate you. Also, hey, get our email updates too. That's mm-hmm. don't you never miss an update if you sign up for our daily updates. We, you can get them weekly too. But I don't know why you'd want to do that hmm. because you know things happen so fast. Right, now. right. Daily up. I mean, you only get seriously one email per day. Anyway, uh, due to the incredible sheer volume of material we have, uh, have available, because the leader of the free world loves Twitter. <laughs> yes, he does. Today, we're once again ending the show with the top Trump tweet of the week, brought to you by Myers & Associates, serving Midwest with industrial maintenance products and services. Call them at 515-795-3676. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. And without further ado, the top Trump tweet of the week. <laughs> I love that. I'm actually disappointed because I think his staff kept him so busy. He 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 tweeted, but it was really really tame. Legitimate quote. Legitimate <laughs> tweets this yeah. week. Um, so good job, good good on you, President Trump, for <laughs> not causing any controversy on Twitter this week. Uh, but he basically he had he's uh, had a, one of his first foreign trip, I think, mm-hmm. um, to. The Middle East, and then uh, to uh, Europe, uh, visited the Pope, and uh, but in from, Israel, in Israel, yep. And in Riyadh, he uh, uh, he tweeted a, a meme. So hashtag Riyadh summit, hashtag POTUS abroad. This is uh, from oh gosh, this is from Tuesday. I forgot I cropped off the date. So anyway, he quotes it. It's a meme that quotes himself. 
Um, a better future is only possible if your nation drives out the terrorists and extremists. Drive them out. Drive them out of your places of worship. Drive them out of your communities. Drive them out of your holy land and drive them out of this earth. Um, certainly, quite a departure from President Obama. Yeah. From President Obama. <laughs> sure. And he um, did it to their face. Yeah. So um, kudos there to mm. to uh, President Trump for that. That's, uh, you know, it, it, one thing I, I could say, and, and we've been trying to take a balanced approach with President Trump now that, he, you know, he won the election. He's our president now. And even though, you know, I think everybody in this room, um, I don't know, Kelby, did you vote for him? No. No? Okay. None of no. us voted for him. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> We're all never Trump. Yeah. We didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either. Yeah, that right. wasn't yeah, obvious. Let's make sure yeah. we had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's our president, and and I've been trying to find ways. You know, if if he does something praiseworthy, I'll, I'll praise him for that. Due, mm-hmm. If if he's you know if he's uh, uh, if there's something worthy of criticism, I'll crit- and we've done that quite a bit on this show. <laughs> um, this is praiseworthy, I think, um, because I, I, these these folks uh, in Saudi Arabia need to be told. You know, a lot of these terrorists have Saudi backing and mm-hmm. Saudi support, mm-hmm. and are or are Saudis themselves. And you could you're on the front line, and you can do more probably to 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 take care of this problem than what you're doing. And so I'm, I'm glad he he was uh, bold enough to do that to say that. Um, then there's one other tweet he that I wanted to highlight. Um, also a, a contrast to President Obama, he visited Israel. Mm-hmm. And he uh, tweeted out on on May twenty third uh, at at ten forty three a.m., which his best tweets That's... happen like before six o'clock in the morning. Well, but wait a minute, let's do the time differential. <laughs> That's <laughs> that true. Might have been yeah. the middle of the night in Israel. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He said, "Thank you for such a wonderful and unforgettable visit, Prime Minister Netanyahu and President Ruvi." Um, again, night and day difference uh, between. Uh, uh, President Obama and President mm-hmm. Trump, as far as our relationship with Israel, uh, definitely looked like uh, Netanyahu was happy to have Trump mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, this is Caffeinated Thoughts. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week.